The Fist is an exhibition that is, is just opened and you're all welcome, especially in these hot days, to come and visit it. Mm-hmm. It is dealing with... Uh, events of communal feasting and communal, communal uh, consumption of food. Um, and the food is just kind of the, the, the excuse to come together. The real reason people come together, and this is the main premise of the exhibition, is actually the interconnections and the interaction between the people around the table and how these events are actually used by members of the elite, by the rulers, by the priests, So so how did you set up the exhibit? Was it like uh, you chose a few feasts from history and and recreated them or what? So what we've done is actually we followed different mechanisms of how feasts work in society and how they are actually influential uh, and beneficial for certain parts of society. And we uh, divided it into three archaeological segments. So the Mm -hmm. first one deals with performance and economy. The second one focuses on feasts that are actually uh, targeting large audiences, large crowds. And the third one is the exclusive feast, the feast that actually most of the population will not be invited to. So only they eat. And Mm. even there, around the table, there will be different intricacies uh, and different connections and competition between elite members to gain power. Well, how do you show that that in in the exhibit? So we actually moved through three different spaces. So the first one, we actually start with a large procession. And processions were part of the performance of a feast. And even from the earliest representations of feast, it was uh, rulers made sure to represent who came to these events and what presents they gave. And so as you enter, you're actually processing with, with uh, ancient artwork towards the exhibition, and we display different types of gifts that would have been given in ancient times. Can you give an example? Of course. So I think the most prominent one would be foodstuff. So like today, you would not come to dinner without a bottle of wine Mm -hmm. or a quiche. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also in ancient times, people were members of the public were expected to bring different uh, ingredients to the communal meal. So different types of animals or different types of plants, etc. So you can actually see that in the exhibition, both in artistic representation Mm -hmm. and also the actual remains, physical remains of foodstuff. So this is just the first segment. Mm -hmm. And then you move into a space that is representing outside, outdoors, basically outside space. Uh, Because you are not inviting the large crowds into your living room, right? You're leaving them in an open space. And you will have large sets of dishes that represent a lot of people. And we also discussed what people would have eaten. So if people brought different animals, then we will show the animal bones and how the meat is actually distributed between different parts of society and how this actually represents world order and the natural order of things. And even if we don't think of it, it actually symbolizes for the people participating, partaking in these events, what is their role in society and what is their place. And this is another way of kind of projecting ideology mm. and maintaining your power as a ruler. But uh, it's not always easy for the ruler. <laughs> so so um, what, what sort of uh, era are we talking about? So we are covering from the fourth millennium uh, BC, so from the beginning of complex societies, as long as, long as there is hierarchy, clear hierarchy, 
we start there and we're going all the way towards the Achaemenid period to the Persian period um, to the book of Esther of course so we cover a very large uh, period of time to show a universal idea of how feasts are used in all types of societies and the geographic scope is also very large so it's basically the entire Near East from Bronze Age Greece in the West to Mesopotamia and even Iran and from Egypt all the way to Anatolia. So we're focusing on large ideas versus... So, so how much in, in, in ancient history did the feast or hosting play a role in like culinary diplomacy? It, it played a main role in culinary diplomacy. It's basically, this is culinary diplomacy also in ancient time. And rulers knew that. And so apart from being uh, warlords or being uh, high priests and being, you know, uh, own, like being responsible for building projects, they also had as part of their duty to hold large gatherings and large feasts or exclusive feasts. So mm-hmm. they were actually expected to do that. And this is why they make a lot of effort to represent it in art and in text. For example, Ashur Natsir Paul II is telling us the, about the inauguration of his palace in Kalach, in modern-day Nimrud, in north of Iraq, and he's actually stating that he hosted for 10 days 69,574 people. And he also gives us the list of all the ingredients he contributed to such an event. Wow. So it is important for him to kind of uh, manifest that, for people to know that he has done that. Wow, this what is a powerful part of ruler he must have been. Absolutely. So uh, do you have any special uh, artifacts on exhibit at uh, this uh, exhibition? Of course, we have tell, many. Tell I think one particularly interesting one is a cylinder seal that was brought here from the British Museum. Mm-hmm. So it's an excellent ex- uh, excuse to come and see this fine artifact. Cylinder seals were both um, instruments of administration, but also status symbols. And this specific cylinder seal is made of lapis lazuli, and it belongs to a famous lady. Uh, Queen Pu'abi, who was buried in the Royal Cemetery of Ur with all of the luxury of metal wares and gold and silver and fantastic uh, musical instrument, as well as her servants. But next to her arm was a cylinder seal, um, which portrayed herself partaking in a feast, Mm. two actually, one in which she's drinking beer from a large uh, drinking tube, and in the second, she's drinking, consuming wine from a goblet. So we have her represented twice on this seal. And this was part, again, this is a status symbol. And it's important that actually feast scenes were chosen, banquet scenes were chosen to be displayed in such um, occasions, in such, on such artifacts. Uh, you mentioned beer. I read that uh, maybe there's some sort of uh, beer part of this exhibit. Absolutely. In order to that. have a large, a nice party, you also have to have some alcohol. So we uh, exhibit both beer and wine. But particularly the beer segment is exciting because we had the opportunity to collaborate with the Hebrew University and with Shikma Brewery and actually produce beer from East, East that were extracted from ancient vessels recently excavated by Bar Ilan University from Tel Tzafigat. So actually... People visiting the exhibition are also able to purchase beer that is made from this particularly yeast extracted from ancient vessels belonging to Philistine guts. So this is 
Absolutely exciting. All senses are at work in this exhibition. Now, you know, modern museums, uh, Israel Museum is known for its, its, its great collection of antiquities, but do, do you have any multimedia involved in this exhibition? Of course. So besides the artifacts themselves, there are some aspects, for example, ancient texts that we wanted to have people engage with because most of the visitors are not able to read Akkadian fluently. We only, wanted to only make AI, it AI, right? Only yeah, artificial like, intelligence. Absolutely. Uh, so we wanted to make it more accessible. So, for example, we have an interactive station that is called an excuse or a gift. You were invited by a high king to an event, and we will help you. If you want to go, we will help you find a gift. And if you don't want to go, we'll help you find an excuse. And both of them are based on ancient excuses or ancient complaint letters about gifts that were not satisfactory. So we're helping you to avoid such a situation. Mm, interesting. So <laughs> yeah. tell, tell us a little bit about how long the show's, the exhibition is going to last. So the exhibition is going to last a few months. It's going to be running all the way into 2024. So everyone is welcome to come and visit.